Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mary B. Welcome to the The Happiest Happiest Girls Podcast. Episodes will drop every Monday morning, and each week we'll be tackling a new topic, chatting about motherhood, singlehood, health, wellness, and everything in between. Tune in each week as we discuss what it means to be the happiest girl. Hello, Kate. Hi, Mary B. How's it going? It's going good. I am... Here and sitting in New York, just for our listeners, so they can know. I've got Kate here on FaceTime. This is how we've solutioned our long-distance podcasting relationship, is Kate is speaking to the mic through FaceTime. So yes. it Hopefully might sound a little weird. too terrible, but we're sorry in advance. Yeah. It is. You know, we're just a mom-and-pop shop over here. We really yeah. are. <laughs> and once We're again, best we can. I know. Once again, that's why I will say, if anyone wants to sponsor us, we're here for it. Yes, Just let us know. We're here for, we're here for it. <laughs> but um, you know, loving being back out here. It's so warm here now, which is really nice. It's like seventy-six degrees, okay, which is okay. warm for okay. no me. No need to attack me like that. Are you you serious? (laughs) It's getting to 97 today in New York. Oh. Oh. Gross. 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 That's way too hot. 76? Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. Continue. But, yeah, it's gorgeous, sunny, nice 76, light breeze. It did rain all day yesterday. Like, blinding rain, so... That wasn't very fun, but then I'm heading to Austin. By the time this is posted, I will have already come and gone from Austin, but I think it's, like, so hot in Austin, too. So I'll be right there with you with the heat. Probably hotter, I would guess. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be, let's see. I think, yeah, it's supposed to be 100 99, 101, 102. <laughs> oh my god. And then everyone is like, oh, it's like dry heat, but I don't really think so. Like the humidity looks pretty bad there too. Like 54%. Like that's like pretty high humidity. Like that's wow. not a dry heat to me. Yeah. So, so really you know. will be spending all of your time indoors. Yeah. Or at least like buy a fan. So. Uh, oh my god we'll see let's see like what's the humidity in new york yeah like humidity in new york is 54 percent. so like it's really not that much different but mm. it's bad it's bad and it scares me for the planet i know it's warming and i think it's only gonna get worse so that's i feel like everybody we just need to do our part to slow it down but i don't know it seems pretty bleak not to be a doomsdayer honestly <laughs> seems pretty bleak but I, you know not too bad up here yeah so, but don't come up here because there's already too many people up here <laughs> so stay away from yeah. maybe humans will have to migrate to traditionally like climates that are too cold but will become just the right temperature as time goes on and then like texas will be unlivable and we'll be like remember when people used to live in texas (laughs) i hope not honestly i know i I hope not too yeah but that's really all i've got going on up here um obviously dictators thriving up here she's you know just living her best life having all the space, having steps to go up. She loves, you know, going up steps and hanging out with M. So she's living her best life. How is the, the journey to walking? It's slow but steady, which, like, I'm fine. I'm not pushing her. I'm not pushing her. I'm just letting her develop at her own pace. Yeah, she will walk eventually. And it's really, I think, just because she's such an amazing crawler that... Yeah. Yeah, she's not walking. She's taken, like, a few steps. It's not like she's, you know, developmentally behind in any way. Mm -hmm. So, she's fine. She's fine. Good. What are you doing this weekend? Anything fun? I'm going out to the Hamptons this weekend. 
That counts as the Hamptons, oh, yeah. right? I'm going to Quag. Oh, yeah. Quag is the Hamptons, yes. Yeah. I'm not very familiar with the Hamptons scene, but we are going to Quag. I'm very, very excited. It's a friend of mine's house out there and just going to have a nice relaxing weekend on the beach. Really excited to escape the heat in the city because I don't think that I'll be wanting to be outside this weekend with the heat. So, like, the 90s, high 90s is just too hot for me. So I will be happy to be on the water where it will inevitably be a little cooler and... It'll just be nice, and I'm really excited. Gonna bring some swimsuits, some cover-ups. I'm excited. How, how are you getting out there? Are you taking the jitney, or what are you guys doing? No, I'm taking the train to West Hampton. Oh, the train. Love that for you. Yeah. Yeah, Quag is nice because it's not, like, it's closer to the city than some other spots. Yeah, it's only an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, by train. nice. But I'm taking at peak time, so I'm really nervous I'm not going to get a seat, but I'm just going to do my best to get there early and really hope, because all of us are taking, at least there's going to be like five of us taking the train, and the girl whose house it is is driving. So, I mean, well, she's driving because she doesn't need to be working tomorrow, but we all do. So... um, It's going to be a mad dash to... I know. Throw some hands... I know we have to fight for our seat, but I have never been to the Hamptons, so excited to start that journey. And I think we're going to Southampton one night for dinner. I don't know the difference between all of them, though. Like, I know Montauk, obviously, but I don't know. Yeah, so Southampton is like kind of just, it was obviously like south of you. Mm hmm. Because Quag is, like, a little north, I believe. Okay. Um, and so... Um, so, I think Quag is, like, in between West Hampton and East Hampton. Oh. Okay. And then... Um, south Hampton. So, I think it'll go, like, west... I think it goes, like, west... It goes... West Hampton, Quag, and then I think um, Southampton, then East Hampton, and then like, you know, everything else. Everything else, not important. Southampton, uh, or no, I'm sorry, I think it goes like West Hampton, Quag, then Southampton, then like Bridgehampton, Wainscott, East Hampton, Amagansett, then you go like out to Montauk. Gotcha. But that's like what people don't realize if you don't really know the Hamptons. Like, it takes a long time to like get to each place, also because Highway 27 is a one lane highway mm-hmm. and the traffic is nuts because there's so many people. So, like, if you're watching Summer House or something like that, and their house, I believe, is in Southampton because they're not allowed to film in East Hampton. So, anywhere they go is, like, never in East Hampton. Mm-hmm. So, they're always in Southampton. Or if they go to Montauk, like, you're literally driving an hour away easily. So, like, 10 p.m. at night, you're driving, like, an hour, an hour and a half. Wow, to get to to a bar? Try to get, like, an Uber or something. (laughs) It's, like, that's, like, a true commitment to to do that. Like, could never be me, but I respect, you know. They're getting their bag. Respect them doing it. They're getting their bag. They're filming. They got to go to the places to get their their best content. No, but they go to Montauk, like, when they're done filming. Wait, they, afterwards like, so like they will go out? they their house or like they'll go to like Southampton Social or whatever. They'll go to dinner in Southampton because like that's where they can film. And then they'll go out to Montauk at night because like that's where like the majority of people like will go out at night or like they'll go to like Amagansett to like talk house and stuff. Like that's like crazy. It sounds like a lot for me. Yeah. Sounds like too much to Southampton, like, that's, like, the next town over for you. So that's, 
Yeah. Not, not far. I think it's a 20-minute drive. And if you're in quad, if you, like, we're going to be in quad, like, you're in quad because, like, you just want, like, a relaxing time. Like. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. There's going to, her parents are going to put on a barbecue tomorrow. And then we're going to relax by the pool, go down to the beach, go out to dinner in Southampton, maybe go to one bar, then relax again on Sunday and call it a weekend. I'm so excited because last weekend I like really kind of had a bender. I haven't even mentioned it yet. What did you do? Like, so, okay, I just Google mapped Quag to Montauk and it's an hour and 25 minute drive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, and we definitely. East Hampton would be halfway, halfway in between. Gotcha. Southampton is like a quarter of the way. Okay. Or three quarters of the way. Okay. Continue. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> it's a bender by my standards. My best friend from home came to the city, which is always so fun. And an excuse to just, you know, go out, have fun, and show someone around the city. And so on Friday night, we went to Jackson Bond, which is this new bar in Soho, not Soho, sorry, in NoHo, that is like part owned by Cousin Greg. And it was really cool and swanky. We got some drinks there and just enjoyed ourselves. There's a good crowd. And I mean, there was this one man in the corner. Of course, I feel like at places not th- at this, there's always that token older man with all the younger women. That was the vibe. And um, then we went out to Macau, which I really, really liked. Um, they, I at first I was like, we got there and I was like, oh man, like this is not going to be the music scene for us because we tried at first to go. Of course, we walked by Acme and it was so incredibly crowded outside we were like next and then we went back to Tribeca and looked at Paul's baby grand and they were we were in line and they were letting in people who looked like they were 10 years old we were like okay it's intern season we're gonna go so we went to Macau and we got down there and the music at first was kind of like DJ like a little bit like not really my vibe and then all of a sudden they start whipping out banger after banger after banger like mama mia just all of the amazing songs that like you go to Acme to hear on the dance floor and it was so fun and then of course we finished the night at this one spot in Tribeca that's like our local like we love bar that is like a dive but plays great music and you can yeah. always get in so easily so that was fun and then Saturday we went to Brooklyn my friend had a birthday party at this hilarious bar called Horses and Divorces. And it was like a swanky 70s vibe. And we also went to Juneshine, which is one of my favorite spots in the city. It's like a, a kombucha brewery. So oh, cool. yeah, I love, love, love. And of course, before that though, we went to Salt Secure. You know it. Oh, of course, Obviously. you have to. I felt your spirit there. So that was good. I know, it's been a minute. Spencer goes there all the time, but I haven't been in so long. Uh, Dictator was created on Salt Care. She was raised she was raised in the womb on Salt Care. So good. So <laughs> Gotta good. get back there. Mm-hmm. But, Gotta get back there. But then the funniest part of the weekend is I had and I had this plan for a while. My friends and I bought tickets to the Brooklyn Mirage to see loud luxury which is this D- this dj that's like really fun and we so we knew for a while we bought these tickets like months ago and we were like okay like it's gonna be a sunday concert but like we really want to go we've always wanted to go to the mirage and so but here's the thing okay get ready to hear how stupid we are <laughs> or i shouldn't say stupid naive we are so I made a brunch reservation in Brooklyn right by the Mirage for 2 p.m. because the concert said its doors open at 4. And so in our heads, we were thinking, oh, because it's a Sunday, the concert or the, the DJ set is going to start earlier. Okay, like that makes sense. It's a Sunday because the Mirage is like for those who like don't live in New York City or don't know, the Mirage is known for being this place that you stay at until like 6 a.m. and have like a full night like not we didn't do this but like people like it's like a like a rave type of spot and it has like no like no roof and it's beautiful because like they'll play 
through the sun going down and you can like see the New York skyline as the sun goes down and it's just really really fun and I mean I'd never been but I was like okay I want to go because I'd heard that it's like this spot to go to and so back to what we assumed we're sitting at brunch and a friend of mine had texted asking if I wanted to see the Barbie movie at 9 30 that night and part of me was thinking, will I be really dead after this concert? Part of me was thinking, maybe it'll be nice. I really want to see Barbie, can relax at 9.30. So I started asking around the table, what time do we think that the concert will end? And everyone was like, oh, I don't know. I mean, when it's doors open at 4, so they probably start at 5. Like, when should we go in? We look up the set because someone also at the table had said loud luxury and like friends and the friends were five other DJs. So we were like, do the DJs play like simultaneously? Like, how does that going to work out? Are they going to switch off during the main set? I look on Instagram. It says it has like this set of all the DJs. So there are five DJs before loud luxury goes on. Loud luxury, who we wanted to see, goes on at 10 p.m. No. So we're sitting. I was wondering why you it said on your calendar for so early. <laughs> so we're sitting. I had like purposefully gotten a table deep in Brooklyn, right next to the Mirage. So we're sitting there, like, oh my god, we don't want to go into this venue for another six hours at least. So we're so we decide to last minute go and see Barbie. And when I tell you also, we are in like our concert, like rave-ish, like type, nothing crazy, but we're not in movie going outfits. We were like, we have so many hours to go. We should just go see Barbie. So we take an Uber back into the city, watch the Barbie movie, and then go to June Shine again in Brooklyn and then go to the Mirage. And it was just really, really funny. We were like, this Barbie's ready to go to a rave. <laughs> that's hilarious I know that's so sad though yeah but it's okay I mean it was a fun day and like none of us had like been drinking or anything so it was just like the only L was taking the Uber back into the city when we were already so far into Brooklyn but yeah and the Barbie movie was really good it was interesting I'd like to talk about it but like I know you haven't seen it but there's lots well you can talk about it well, there's lots to dis- discuss. I mean, it ends up being a very much woman-empowering movie. And at first, I was thinking to myself, okay, like, here we are, like, again, with, like, the woman empowerment. Like, we're doing this again, which I, of course, support that agenda. But then, like, so I was a little bit like, oh, man, like, a little down on that. Even though the movie itself was, like, really cute, beautiful, amazing aesthetics... I mean, Margot Robbie's gorgeous. I thought Ryan Gosling was hilarious. And then after I thought about it more, I think that that's the only way that they really could have done it because Barbie has come under so much fire for how they portray women. I think that it was uh, the toy company's way of taking back Barbie and putting her in a different light. And the only way they could do that, I think was by having this journey. Um, so yeah, I really liked it. I want to see it again. There's this like hilarious, it's like, so, you know, in Barbie world, Ken really doesn't have much of a role. Yeah. So that's what it's all about is like, they go, I mean, okay, wait, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. So, but anyway, it was really good. It was really good. I'll stop there. But, and then, you know, went to Loud Luxury and it was so much fun. Like one of the most fun nights I've had in the city. Just amazing set. So beautiful with the sunset. It was such a blast. And consequently, I was really tired on Monday. But (laughs) then I went and I saw Oppenheimer on Monday. And that was crazy. Yeah. I heard that that one was intense. It's so intense. And my main takeaway was not that I need to keep this in mind because there's nothing that I can really do about it, but I don't appreciate enough, I think, how we have weapons created on this earth that could destroy the entire planet with, like, the push of a button. 
So literally weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. And it all began with Oppenheimer and what he created, the A-bomb. So Yeah. It was a lot to think about, but recently someone found out that there was a historical error in it, which is so not like Christopher Nolan, who is the director of the film, and he's one of my favorite directors, and he's known for being kind of a jerk, and so he's probably really upset, but history buffs, I guess, notice that the flags that they wave have 50 stars on it but when in 1945 during world war ii we only had 48 states in the union because alaska and hawaii weren't added yet so little faux oh, yeah. pas. apparently this happens a lot in, in like world war ii movies yeah where like they the props people just don't catch that little detail which is like kind of crazy that people watching the movie like sit there and count the stars on the flag yeah, it's not something I would have looked at for, but I guess the reason people were able to catch it is the alignment changes from 48 to 50. So yeah, you don't even course, need to yeah. count. You can just tell visually, I guess. So, yeah. But yeah, it's not something I would have noticed, but I just know that Christopher Nolan, who definitely is so meticulous in everything he does in his movies, is so upset that this faux pas was made. But anyway... It was still a great Somebody's movie. Somebody's getting fired. Somebody's getting fired, I think. Yeah. But anyway. And that also lives forever. Like, it's not like you can fix that in the film. So yeah. that's his legacy now. He's one of those. But Yikes. Yikes. Can't go back. Yeah, but it's still an amazing movie. And I would... I don't know if I could see it again. It was three hours long. Like, Oof. really long. So it's a commitment, but... Anyway... Yeah. Still sounds like a fun couple days for you. Yes, it's been fun after fun after fun here in New York. I had my volleyball game. We won my beach volleyball game. Love that. Love that for you. Went to Dead Rabbit last night for the first time. It was really cool. Have you been there in Fidei? No, it's right on the corner from me. Uh, People, I think at one point it was named like the best bar in the country or something. I think it is, and it's my friend Casey who is from New York. It's her favorite bar in the city, so... It was really cool. Yeah, it was really great. So, yeah, good times and then good times ahead. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, let's, we don't have a lot of time not to rush us along here. Um, but Dictator, you know, we're on the clock with her nap schedule. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to talk about what you want to talk about? Sure. I want to get your perspective and chat about social media this week. And I know that this is a topic that is kind of beaten to death in society, but I think it is still important to discuss and give our perspectives. And I've been thinking about it a lot lately because I've been chatting with one of my very good friends maria about how we feel like we tend to get really distracted by our phones and it the real catalyst is we both listened to this podcast called uh hidden brain and they recently came out with these podcasts that were talking about essentially that we are experiencing a overabundance of pleasure in our society um and it's really interesting so how pleasure and pain according to this podcast i'll link it in the notes work in our brain is they work sort of like a teeter-totter always trying to keep us at a level of homeostasis so if you experience more pleasure in the brain then your body works to create more pain in the brain like i feel like, like like that sounds a little bit like I feel like I'm explaining it in really, really high-level terms, but that's the way that I think the scientist did a really good job of explaining it in such layman's, ter- layman's terms. So the whole point is, if you don't have to work for your pleasure, then it really throws off your natural like homeostasis. So, for instance, if you, for how how difficult it is it to like get on your phone and like look on social media and get like those pleasure dopamine like those dopamine hits, it's not hard at all. You just pick it up, and so right. the theory is that because this is such an easy thing for us to access and get that that quick hit, 
our body then will try to get us back into homeostasis and that is what can cause a lot of like depression and anxiety because it's it's really pumping that into your body trying to like level yourself out because like you don't have to do any hard work to achieve that dopamine hit like kind of like a hangover you know like you have all of that from just drinking and then like it's kind of like you borrow the happiness from the previous day and experience anxiety and depression the next morning in a hangover so we were talking about this and i again i will link the episode so if you want a better scientific explanation than i just gave you you can listen but that's the gist of it and so sorry did you want to say something yeah, like, I, I could totally see that, and I feel like I've heard similar things, and that's why TikTok has been so successful, because of its short form, and how, like, the quick videos are so successful, and that's why, like, the under five-second videos are so successful, because it's, like, quick, on to the next, quick, on to the next, mm-hmm. quick, on to the next, like, the quick scroll. Mm-hmm. Because each and time you scroll so is like a your hit. Your ADD brain just yeah. thrives in that environment. Mm-hmm. So it made me wonder about if I didn't have a smartphone at all, what would my brain look like? Would I have less anxiety? Would I, Probably. you know? And we were even thinking about like, could we try flip phones for like a month? But about how much you might miss by doing that is kind of crazy to think about. Um, so if you think about like how much you compare yourself to other people and to other people's lives and people who really struggle with that. I'm not I'm, when I say you, I'm not speaking about like you exactly. I'm speaking about like the, to the audience. Mm-hmm. If you're if you struggle with that, if you did struggle with that, like when you were in high school or growing up, even now, even. I was, you know who Emily Mariko is? Uh, that does ring a bell, she, yes. She's the girl who does, she's like a woman. She's like, I don't know, like in her mid-30s. She does the, like, really, like, aesthetic, like, cleaning her fridge or, like, prepping food that she bought at the farmer's market and, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She lives in San Francisco. But she she did, like, the salmon bowl mm-hmm. with, like, the rice. And she just got married. Mm-hmm. And I was reading, like, some of the comments in her videos because, like, her her wedding was so beautiful, so tasteful. Like, there was literally nothing wrong. Like, it was not, like, ostentatious in any way. And, like, she, like, is probably, like, has a lot of success in her life. And, like, her parents are, like, successful, whatever. And someone was like, oh, that's ugly. And someone else commented and was like, why would you say that? Like, why would you comment that? And she was like, oh, well, she's privileged. So, like, I can say that. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. And it's like people like and it's like, why do you think like you deserve the right to to say that to someone else? And it's like, why? And and I I just know that like this Emily is like the type of creator that probably posts and then just like shuts her phone and never reads the comments because like a lot of her comments are like really mean like that mm-hmm. because she never she never responds to comments mm-hmm. so like I can just tell like she just doesn't even read them mm-hmm. which is probably like the best for your mental health mm-hmm. but like there are clearly people who are on social media you're constantly comparing you're constantly like you're constantly letting it affect you like that and it's like if we didn't have social media or if you didn't have social media like your brain would be so much better off because you clearly can't handle can't handle yeah. it. Well, I don't and, think we're meant and, to be exposed to all of that. I don't think so. And I, I think that like certain people just can't deal. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. I totally get it. And I totally get it. And like, you know, that whole, the whole saying of like, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. And some people don't have the wherewithal to like remove themselves from the kitchen and that's why I don't post on TikTok anymore because like I can't take the heat so it's like I'm getting my I got myself out of the kitchen and I feel so much better because of it 
because it's like it, it wasn't good for my mental health like yeah. I had other things going on and it's like I can't control so many other so many other like by postpartum feelings like that were I could not control like I can't control what my hormones are doing and all that mm-hmm. like I can control like what is what how TikTok is making me feel and how like those comments are making me feel and like what Reddit is making me feel mm-hmm. so like I blocked Reddit on my phone stopped posting on tiktok and like all that stuff makes me feel so much better mm-hmm. and like i was just talking with like you and elena last night like how i want to kind of like come back to tiktok but, like in a completely different way that like i like will protect myself from that more and like come back in a different way isn't it sad though that you can't like you need to protect yourself so you can't fully do everything you want to do on tiktok i mean of course you need do you have like i think creators do have somewhat responsibility to you know not spread like hate speech online but and that's nothing of the sort that you were doing but that you can't be your most authentic creative self for those followers that really appreciate always appreciated that of you because of all of these trolls on the internet it's so sad they're ruining it for everyone i know it really is sad like they really are just ruining ruining it for everybody else and it's like why but it's just because and like i think that but that's you know i don't know it's like it's a problem that will never be fixed sadly like and, and like there's no way and like I I wish that it was a safer place for people to post and like I wish TikTok and Reddit and Instagram were better about cracking down on the trolls but they're just not I don't know why it's scary being a parent mm-hmm. and like that's why I am not going to <laughs> let Dictator have social media until probably she's like 15 or 16 and I feel like she understands how scary of a place it can be and how she needs to be really careful and because it's just goes so much deeper than even just like negative comments like there's people out there who want to hurt her Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's social media can have so many pros and it can be such an amazing way to connect with people like I've met some of my best friends through social media but then it can also be such a scary dark place yeah and I think you make you make a good point like I feel like instead of for myself instead of if you can't take the heat get out of the kitchen I would frame it more as if something makes you sick then you should stay away from it and I think that there there can be a lot of pressure to like keep up with the Joneses Joneses on Instagram but literally nobody cares if it doesn't make you happy then you need to be off of it and I will go off go on hiatuses where I recognize this is not making me happy and I will delete and take a cleanse and I don't think there's any shame in knowing that. And think about also, if you want to get off of social media, think about how mysterious you will be. Like, I remember one time coming back to school from, to Notre Dame and someone asked me how my like winter trip to go ski with my family was. And I was like, how did you know about that? And then I realized this person who had never talked to you saw my Instagram and it kind of freaked me out. Like, yeah think about how mysterious you will be if you are off so i'm just saying that i think that there's no shame and there can even be so many positives it's something that's supposed to add to your life not take away so that's so important to remember and to see in yourself cleanses like that are so good and i think truly another thing is is like the people who really love you and care about you like would never even care if you got off social media right I don't know I don't think that anyone would ever think twice to to question you no not at all it's like the same thing with drinking like I haven't had a drink since we got back from Mexico in May my god Kate Slay yeah 
and like I've lost not that this like really matters because I like my whole goal postpartum has really just been like trying to feel my best it's not even about my weight because I got this really amazing DM because I kept being like I want to get back to like my postpartum weight and like someone DM'd me after I wrote that and they were like that's such a crock of shit and I was like you're so right they're like your body changes so much postpartum like why do you even care and I was like you know like no they didn't say it in like that they said it in a really nice like uplifting way but like Mm -hmm. that was the moral I've screenshotted it I should find it but like that was like the moral of their story was like your your body changes so much so like why why are you trying to like get back to a number like that's crazy Mm -hmm. yeah I completely agree with that that's that's such a good point like why why am I obsessing trying to get back to like a number and so like my brain like flipped reading that and I was like my new goal is just like trying to feel good and trying to like feel my best yeah and obviously alcohol will never make me feel my best I'm not one of those people that feels better when I drink I'm one of those people that feels worse alcohol is literally the devil yeah, so I like, say that as someone who it's not still drinks. Feel good. I'm drinking because other people around me are drinking. Yeah. So like that's also not good because then you're just giving into peer pressure, which is like you're too. I'm too old for that. I'm thirty yes. years old, and like I'm also like I've talked about this too. Like I'm the primary parent, so like I should be sober anyway. Yeah. Like because like God forbid something happens, like I should. I need to be able to take care of dictator mm-hmm. Wait. and I don't I do not miss it at all mm-hmm. and I like I'm not I'm not publicizing it because I don't want to put the constraint on myself of like oh you have to be sober because maybe one day I want to have a margarita or I want to have a glass of rosé so it's like I'm not sober but I'm just like I'm not drinking because it doesn't make me feel good and my whole goal in life right now getting my headaches in check like getting my mental health in check seeing a therapist like yes like working out having a nanny to help me is to feel my best and alcohol is just not it so i don't know how we got on this how did we get on to me talking about (laughs) how i'm not drinking we went from peer pressure (laughs) of being on social media to peer pressure of drinking which is fine i mean it's very real we could do a whole episode probably on peer pressure but I feel like similar to social media, drinking is one of the things that in that, you know, podcast that I listened to was named as one of the quick, you know, hits of pleasure that then, you know, takes away later because you have to pay it back at some point, according to the scientist who studies neuroscience, so, or neurology, so... Yeah, I mean, it's all about, I think, paying attention to what makes you happy, what makes you feel good, and challenging yourself to lean into lean into things that are ha- make you happy and lean away from things that don't make you happy without caring what other people think about you. Because honestly, people aren't thinking about you. So it, it only matters what you think about yourself. Literally, no one, no one cares what we're doing. <laughs> That's kind of a, a freeing thing. Am I right? No one's paying is, attention. It is very freeing. No one's looking at you anyway. Everyone's so self-obsessed. Mm-hmm. So just <laughs> Anything do else fine. you wanted to add about... Um, Mom's going to get dictator right now. I oh, just texted her. That's nice. Okay, well... In case you're wondering what that stopping up the stairs was. It's probably Mom. <laughs> um... You know, I think that the only la- the only other thing just to stage with the spirit of this podcast is I feel like social media, once again, is something that you and I have always had different approaches to. I tend to be more reserved on social media and you tend to be more outgoing. And I really think about it like I think it's just a difference in personality. But also, I think that for some reason, which I wish I didn't feel this way. I think part of it is like a privacy thing. And the other part is I just get anxious about what I post and worrying what people think about it. So I think I would be one of those people that fits in the like, if something makes you sick, stay away from it. Because unless I'm so proud and like excited to share a post, 
if I post something off the cuff, it gives me anxiety. Isn't that interesting? Because I feel like that's not how you feel. Or am I wrong? No, I mean, it is how I feel, like, right now. Like, posts, you know, like, having multiple, like, pages (laughs) written about you, about, like, how annoying you are and how terrible you are. Then, like, that's why I stopped posting. Because after that, like, that's when I started to have those feelings of, like oh, this is what everyone's going to say this, and they're going to say that. And then, and then that takes the fun out of it. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, and then I, now I'm going to stop. Because why am I doing this if it's not fun anymore? Right. What's the point? Yeah. So it's like, if that's how you're feeling, then you really shouldn't post. Because yeah. if it's giving you, like, I don't do anything that gives me anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm too, like, I'm too old. And I feel like we have always our whole lives differed in that way. Like, I don't do anything I don't want to do. <laughs> So, I do lots of things I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> we could probably delve deeper into that. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm working ways, on it. I'm working ways, on it. Like, I feel like you stand up for yourself more than I do sometimes in certain situations. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. We, we, if we, if you were to put us together into one person, we would probably make like the perfect like modern day woman <laughs> you're right but like I think if there was like one if we had like another sister in between us like she probably would have been perfect oh my gosh I wish but I maybe wish that'll be dictator how fun would that be to have another sister Elena's kind of like our other sister I know and, and honestly Elena probably is like the perfect you're right she is perfect combination of the both of us we gotta get Elena if you're listening you're perfect we need you on the pod <laughs> yeah we need you back on the pod and you are perfect you are perfect yeah that's a really good point yeah I don't know I guess I should delve more deep into I guess why do I do things sometimes that I don't want to do maybe it's social pressure I feel like a lot of times too on a positive side of it I like I really do like to challenge myself to do things that I don't like to do and do you think you get FOMO ever oh my god I used to have the worst FOMO because I, like, never get FOMO. And, no, <laughs> I, yeah. That's actually been a journey of mine in the last year or so of giving up ever feeling FOMO. I used to, but now I kind of, I'm a lot better about being like, why would I have FOMO about something that I didn't want to go to? Like, I'm so happy being here and, like, doing what I want to do. Because even though yeah. something might, like, seem like it's fun... What I've realized, I've been a like what I've realized in the past year or so is if I am not in a good headspace, then I'm not going to have fun. So I usually actually very much like I feel like I'm a little bit more like outgoing socially than you are. Oh, like you okay for anyone listening, Mary. Well, first all you have to do is listen to our weekend recap. (laughs) Well, you have a child too. And Mary B has, she always, always, she's always had way more. This is, I'm not saying this is a negative thing. This is just like our difference in personalities. She's always had way more friends, boys and girls. Like Mary B's always had a much larger friend group than me. She's always been much more social. Like her social calendar has always been jam packed. Whereas like my thing is like maybe once every six months I've got something (laughs) going on. And that's just the difference in our yeah personality that's just like the difference in who we are well I feel like I tend to really really love people and I love like social things I love the social dynamics like I I just really enjoy being around people though I do need my time but what I've been better about doing I think so maybe it's not so much FOMO as like I like to try to push myself to go to these things because I do have fun but I've been better about like, this is kind of a funny story, is I've always, like, really pushed myself socially, even though, naturally, I am an introvert. But I'm more of an ambivert. On my Myers-Briggs, I am, like, 55% introvert and 45%. It's, like, someone who is kind of in between, like, being a introvert and an extrovert. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like... Um... I'm definitely like 90% introvert, 10% extrovert. Yeah. But what I was going to say is I, in college senior year, I think I was just trying to like soak up everything, you know, do all the social things because college was ending. 
And I got on the phone with mom and I was like, mom, I just feel like I haven't been myself. And mom said, you need to give yourself a break. Like you are probably overextended, tired. You need to take care of yourself. <laughs> and she goes, and one day you're gonna be an incubator for another human being. So you really need to learn how to take care of yourself then. I was like, incubator? What kind of word is that? But anyway, all to say is I think just realizing that if I am not feeling my best, I am not going to have fun at a social if event. If you're not feeling your best, you need to... Rest! Oh my god, I've never heard that. Whoa! It's like a, a Miss Rachel moment. Wow, shout out Miss Rachel. That's a good one. I'm going to remember that. But yeah, that's the I, truth. I, mean, I, I came up with it, but like that's how she talks. Oh. She's like, she's like, put it in your... You're like, that's how she's like, yeah, you, where do your shoes go? Or like, she's like, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, the shoe goes on your foot. <laughs> that's how her videos are. That's hilarious. Oh, Miss Rachel. When you're not feeling your best, you need rest. I mean, so true. And that's the thing about, like, if I... I'm feeling FOMO about something I used to be like, okay, like I need to push myself to go. But now I think I know that there's no reason to have FOMO because if I'm not feeling my best, there's no shot I'm having fun. Even if everyone else around me is having fun, I will just be like too tired to really properly be there. So anyway. Yeah, that or if I don't like my outfit. Oh my God, yeah, okay. So I'm really trying to lean into being proud of my outfits because of what we talked about last week. Like it has not left my brain. And so that's like, I'm, I'm decided I'm on this new journey of really caring what I look like when I, when I leave the house, because I feel like it'll give me even more confidence. Like if I know it like snatched. Um, have you heard of that? This is like so sidetracked. So sorry to anyone who is listening to the podcast with the sole intention of learning more about social media, (laughs) but have you heard of the outnet? No, what is that? It's basically like the outlet mall for um, Net-A-Porte, which Net-A-Porte is like a high-end online store. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've gotten a few things from there. And so if you're looking to kind of, you know, elevate your style, it's a good place to like scour for sales. Like I just got a couple things for france from there wow because that's like how i buy all my things and like i feel bad because then people are like can you link what you got and then it's obviously like something that's like not available anymore because i bought it for like 55 dollars on like sale and now it's all sold out but um it's a good place to look for sales if you're looking to you know wow elevate it's called the outnet this is such a find. Everything is like 75% off. I'm looking right now. Yeah, yeah. and um, they have a good, they have easy returns. No the, way. The thing comes like right in your, the pack, the return thing comes right in your box, which I love. I, I don't like when it's like, oh, you got to go to the store and print out the shipping label. I don't like that. Wow. I am loving this. I need to. That's where I got that Miss Sony bathing suit that I posted the other day. If you follow me, it was like $150, which is still expensive for a bathing suit. But like Missoni bathing suits are normally $500. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cheap for Missoni. Wow. This is like the only place I'm about to start shopping. So like I got like a Zimmerman dress for like $150 for France. So I got some good stuff on there. Okay. Well, good to know. And I feel like anyone out there is going to appreciate hearing this. Okay, well, is there anything else yeah. we want to gab about? Um, anything you want to get off your chest? I don't think I have really anything to add. Not that I can think of. I'm living kind of a boring life. I love a boring Early. life. I have constant FOMO that you're in Michigan and I'm not. It's really sad. 
It's okay. I mean, there's really nothing to have FOMO about except for the fact that it's so hot where you are and so nice and cool where I am. It's That's mostly really the only reason. It's mostly just like quiet time with family, I guess, that I have FOMO about. So yeah. I guess I do get FOMO, everyone. <laughs> We're not having FOMO. We're yeah, I'm, I might have to go back this summer. I just got to figure out when. Maybe, yeah, we'll see. You should come for MG's birthday. I know. I think I might be in Japan then, though. Oh. The 16th, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's when I'm flying out to Japan. Tragic. I know. it's Tragic. It's really sad. Absent auntie. I know, I'm, I don't think I'm going to come either, just because the flights would be a little hard. And I have a wedding the following weekend that Dictator's a flower girl in, so... Oh, so cute. be a little hard. Hard, hard, hard. All right, um, well... Have you watched the new Real Housewives reboot? Uh, you know I have. What did you think? Okay, well, a few things. I really liked the content. Again, just stupid content. Living for it. Living drama. I was cracking up at Ubo, right? Ubo? Ubo, yeah. Ubo. Bringing her own toilet paper. Oh, no, Sai. That's Sai. Oh, Sai. Sai brought her own toilet paper. I was... That was really funny. These women were such prima donnas. I could not get over it. It was cracking me up. I, I I really liked this episode. I thought it was very entertaining, and I still am loving. Again, I can't remember her name, but the J Crew gal. She's still my favorite. Jenna. I think Jenna's my favorite. Yeah. Loved hearing her story of like coming out. I thought that was cool. Uh, I appreciate how she was like. I like don't know how to do a sleepover. <laughs> I was like, Queen, you're you're doing great. I don't know. I really like I really like her. And I also liked how two of the women just were like, I don't drink and didn't drink. And the other women did. I loved that they showed that. Yes. That's like, I loved how like nobody cared. Like, right. I, I hate when people are like, cause like last, uh, the last, um, crew, um, Leah didn't drink and people made such a big deal about it. And then she started drinking again. Which I thought that was so devastating. Mm-hmm. That Which is obviously, devastating. Which obviously, like, she's an adult. She can make her own decisions. Right. But I just thought that was sad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that is sad. That stinks. Like, and I, I, well, when I think of the housewives in general, I feel like I think of women who, like, fancy women who drink too much and then get in fights. Yeah. And I appreciated how these women didn't drink and... So there was, like, it was pretty minimal drama. It was just stupid drama. And I loved right. that. Yeah. So exactly. I thought it was great. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I liked it. I thought, again, like, I love, like, Hamptons in the fall. So I was into it. And, like, I think they were in Sag Harbor, right? Which is, yes. like, I love that area, too. Like, Buddha, Barry, Froyo. Like, the little town is so cute. So... Um, I thought that, like, the complaining about the caveat, like, I felt bad for Aaron. Like, I I felt like the stuff that they were complaining about was, like, terrible. Oh, my gosh, I know. complaining about the lingerie. Like, I think Jessel, you know, has some insecurities showing and, like, their inability to pick up on, like, social cues and how, like, Jenna was uncomfortable. Like, when you're given a gift, it's in in my opinion, like, you should just say thank you for thinking of me right even if you don't like the gift mm-hmm. like that is what I will teach my daughter is just say thank you for thinking of me and like you just move on with your day like you don't yeah outwardly complain about it but I forgot I about that yeah some insecurities there I, I also just you know I feel like too I think that that she's gonna look back on this and be like I can't believe I was acting that way yeah and I think she's not gonna love you know the things she said about her husband either yeah so I see you know I don't like to speak on other people's relationships but you know I see things you know not not going well yeah for her. and I do think that some people come on this show to get divorced I hope that's not the case for her. Obviously, I hope everybody's, you know, relationships are happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. So 
I hope that's not the case for her. But like I've heard some people say that that's why she came on the show. I hope that's. I hope those are just rumors and that it's not true. Oh, interesting. Because okay. she has obviously two very young children and having twins seems incredibly difficult. Having mm-hmm. one child is incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. And if you are not on the same page with your partner, if you do not have a partner that understands like how difficult it is to have a child and how hard it is on your body oh my gosh that can be very hard on your relationship okay i just have i just have to say something quick tangent we can cut this out but so i was listening to one of my favorite podcasts the toast yesterday and every wednesday they have this segment called dear toasters okay did you listen to it no okay good good okay you're gonna die okay So this last year, Toasters, this woman was at dinner with her husband and their couple friends. And she was not too far, maybe like a couple months postpartum. And she was telling her girlfriend at dinner how she wants to kind of start working out, getting back into shape. And her girlfriend says, I mean, absolutely if you want, but you really don't need to. And her husband chuckles and goes... She could stand to lose 10 pounds. No. Can you jail. even? Jail. That's what I said. I said jail. And it's so funny, Jackie, one of the hosts, because the girl was like, I haven't, or the woman was saying, I haven't approached this with him yet. How would you recommend I do it? I do so. And <laughs> Jackie goes, you approach it with a pitchfork. <laughs> or no, no, no. She said, I, you approach it with a shotgun. <laughs> That's crazy because Spencer literally wouldn't have made it two seconds. Well, first of all, like, that's insane that that guy even feels comfortable enough saying that. Right. Let alone in public. I feel like most men know better. Yeah. So, like, who is he? Who raised him? I'm concerned. He's either dumb or verbally abusive. No. Like, no man makes it that makes it to adulthood thinking that that's an appropriate thing to say that's what they said jackie was like i'm like if you're this dumb i'm like this is a problem like you're gonna get taken advantage of (laughs) something's seriously wrong with you like he needs to be he needs to seek help I would be calling, like, my government agency's, like, early intervention program because, like, (laughs) something is seriously wrong with him. Like, he needs to be evaluated by a professional immediately. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Like, that's... I feel so bad for her because that is something that you just never forget. Mm Mm-hmm. When a guy comments on your body like that, you never forget that. Your husband. I mean, come on. And, like, you will never feel good enough. Like... She, I bet you, like, cause she'll probably lose that 10 pounds and, like, she'll still never feel good enough. Yeah. Isn't that wow. Just... And she literally grew baby. And also, like, who cares? Like, and I, I would love to see him. I bet you he doesn't look like an Abercrombie model. Uh, yeah. that They said that, too. They're talking about that, too. And Claudia, who's the other host, was like, this is a big problem. She was like, the call is coming from inside the house. Like, literally. I'm it's... sure he's first looking. He, he's something, there's something wrong with him. I bet you, like... It doesn't make it okay, but, like, there's something... I, I bet you his dad probably spoke like that or something. Like, there's something seriously off with him. No, I That's feel so awful. I feel so, so bad, bad for her. She I needs know. to jump ship because... I know, but she's just had a baby with this man. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. I, I would rather be a single mom than have mm-hmm. that baby example for my kid. Yeah. I hope she... I hope that she, Yep. I'm going to be... I'm going to be praying for her. I'm yeah. going to be thinking about her. I know, it's so sad. But anyway, so that's how I got there from Real Housewives of New York. But yeah, exactly. I think some men, like when you don't appreciate, because she was obviously having problems with having sex with her husband postpartum. And I can understand that, like not feeling confident, especially if you had a C-section, you have that scar, like, and I feel like your body doesn't really like go, I feel like for C-section, it's even actually I don't know you'd have to tell me if this is true but it seems like it's even harder to get back because you have all that scar tissue in yeah, your abdomen I, I mean I have no I mean I have no idea but I can imagine it would be very difficult because yeah. of that yeah like I, I feel like he, healing and like your stomach and your muscles and everything like they have to cut through like multiple layers like 
and even if you didn't, even if she didn't have a C-section, like, nothing is the same. Like, everything feels weird. Everything feels different. Like, it really takes a while. And this just goes with everything. Like, anyone listening, if you're thinking about having a baby, if you're pregnant, if you're postpartum, like, the longer you wait, the harder it is for you to jump back on the horse. Because, mm. like, you're scared. And you're scared it's going to hurt. And it does hurt. Mm -hmm. And you're... And, like, the longer you wait to do it, like, the harder it is. So, like, I could totally see, like, you you wait, like, the eight weeks or whatever. And then it's, like, 12 weeks. And you're still not ready. And it's, you know, four months, whatever, which is totally normal. Six months, totally normal. You know, like, you're still not ready. It's, like, things happen. So... I don't know. I feel for her. But she still should have been more gracious with the gift and not have to freak out. True. I know. I will say that. Yeah. But I will say, though, I think that's just another example of the drama that I'm living for on this show. Like, sure, she wasn't gracious enough with the gift, but, like, is it really that big of a deal at the end of the day? No. And that's the kind of drama that I'm loving to see. Well, Yeah. Love the petty, love, love the petty drama. And they're gonna fight about this next next episode, and we're all gonna eat it up. It's gonna be great. I know. I can't. I can't wait to continue on this this journey. What about Love Island? Are you keeping up? I'm not a hundred percent up to date. I don't think the last episode I saw was they saved Micah and Ella B, which is crazy, but. Oh my god, yeah. That's pretty much where I am, too. They, they did it for the drama. Obviously, I'm sure producers were like, you have to save Mike and LB because yeah. Katie and Uzi are bringing nothing to the show. Yeah, they're literally, they're such a quiet couple. Yeah. 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 Um, that was, I feel like my biggest thing, I have to say, is, though, like, I don't really love, his name is Micah, right? Is it Mitch or Micah? Oh, is it Mitch? It I think it's Mitch. Mitch. I might have just been projecting onto him Micah because I think he reminds me of a non-denominational Christian pastor vibe. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I see that. But I think Abby is just really not doing a good job handling this entire situation. No, definitely not. And like the way she's acting like so chummy with um, what's the new guy's name that she's on? Oh, gosh. Well, she, her, like, it's just not a good timeline event of events because she wanted to get to know Scott, and then Mitch was really upset, and then, um... Mitch ran back to her. Mitch ran back to Mitch her. Mitch ran back to Ella. He was so confusing. Yes. And, like, she, I think... She, I mean, she wanted to step... I mean, I understand that, like, they were farther along in their relationship when Ella came in, and she had, like, decided to go with Mitch, but they were still open, and now she, like, went back to the other guy, and she just did not handle it well, and now she's, like, acting really petty, and, like, you can tell she's just upset, and, I mean, I don't... I mean, it's just a hard situation, obviously, but I just wish she was handling it better, but anyway. Agreed. Agreed. Anyway. Okay, we better do baboos because I need to skedaddle. All righty, let's do baboos. What was your baboo last week? My baboo last week, oh my gosh, clearly I haven't been doing it. I forget. I know, I don't remember mine either. We need to like make a shared note and write down what our baboos are. Yeah, I usually remember mine. Um, Okay, I clearly wasn't doing it. So let's, let's just, just say forget. what you want your baboo to be for this week. Okay, okay, okay. I think I what want my... What would you like your baboo to be for this week? My baboo for this week... Hmm, I really, really don't want to drink, if anything at all, this next week. Love it. I think... It's a great one. I might, like, do, like, if I'm in a drinking environment, I, like, limit myself to, like, one drink, if any... I feel like one glass of wine or something. That's a very good one. Obviously, I support that as someone who has not been drinking myself. Yeah, like a glass of rosé, maybe. That's all. So, What about you? Is there anything that could possibly hinder your baboo? Well, I feel like 
No, I, because I'm in full control of myself, so. Exactly. You're in full control. Love it. What about you? Um, my baboo this week. Let's see. What am I going to be up to this week? Pretty much going to be just in Michigan. Oh, you know what? I literally have not worked out once since I've been back here. So I'm going to get back on my workout grind. Nice. My fitness grind. Because I was doing really well when I was in New York. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of got off the wagon, which is fine. I've been enjoying, like, just relaxing and, you know, I've just been been being here. Um, Giving myself grace. Mm -hmm. So my babu will be getting back into my routine. I love that. I gave myself a week to kind of fall off, but now we're getting back on it. You know what? I'm going to change mine, even though I'm going to still keep with that one. I'm going to add another one and be and say, I also want to start working out and doing some mat workouts because I, I've been having a lot of trouble with Achilles tendonitis and it's been really hurting me. So I haven't been able to run. And, and so I need to, I just, I just don't like doing like mat workouts at my home. I know. So I I just need to do it though. Cause I know it will make me feel really good. So that's going to be another thing. I'm going to try to work out three times next week on the mat. All right. We'll do the free trial. I will. It's perfect. See if you like it. Okay, yes, that's lovely. Thank you all for listening. This has turned into a two-hour episode, Kate. Oh, gosh. You might we have, have to... have to gift a gab. Oh, no, not sure. two hours. Sorry, one... It's always one... the ones that we don't plan that I know. turn into the longest. I know. One hour. One hour. Sorry. One hour. Okay. One hour. Alrighty. Well, feel free to write in to us if you have any topics that you want us to discuss for next week. Yeah. Uh, Have a great week, everyone. We love you. And Monday Reset. Let's Let's go. go.